Oye, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Lusbell, and as always, my good friend, Southstand chum, bearded legend, the one and only Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome back to our final pre-season episode. This is number uh, episode number 73. We have got a very packed agenda this week. We're going to be covering everything that's been going on around the club, at the club, in the club, outside the club, with the first team. Everything Leighton Orient, which you won't get anywhere else. We assure you of that. You will not get this level of information and detail and fan engagement from anywhere else. So, without further ado, let's crack on. Supporters Club have got themselves sorted out for the coming season, Mr Nussbaum. Yep, so coaches have been booked. They are waiting to pull up at Brisbane Road. So the first one is on Saturday uh, to go to Cheltenham. That has already sold out. So there's one coach. Amazing. There was talk of a second that's not happening now, so uh, if you want to go to Cheltenham, you better book your public transport and get yourself down there, or get the petrol in the car. Unless 50 people contact the supporters club and say, yeah. we want to go, then it might be enough yeah. for another coach. But if you missed out on that one, um, coaches are going to Grimsby on Saturday the 20th of August. They can be booked at the upcoming home games, or you can call the travel line, which is 07722. One three five nine seven zero. Return coaches cost thirty three pound for adults. Concessions are thirty pounds, and if you're not a member, there is a three pound surcharge. They'll be departing bright and early, eight o'clock from outside the football club. Yep, and as well as the away games, also the home games this season. So uh, the first home game is a League Cup. Uh, tie against Fulham so supporters club opens at 5pm for that one and opens at 12 o'clock midday for all other home Saturday games so you know great stuff great atmosphere in there good beers good company what more could you want to get yourself down there before uh, I actually I I do try to get to the supporters club either before or after a game but I would actually try and like to get in there for when it opens one day absolutely I think it'd be quite a good crack down there yeah spot on um, moving on, yep. we've been in touch. Uh, we've been gotten in touch by um, uh, well, the Greater Game is is what it's called. It's a play that is based on Steve Jenkins's book. They took the lead, sponsored by the Royal British Legion. Stars Charlie Clements, who's better known as Bradley Branning from EastEnders. Nick Hancock, who probably needs no introduction to most of our audience, but he's from uh, They Think It's All Over and Room 101. And also a guy called Danny Walters, who, if you are familiar with the ITV comedy programme Benidorm, he's in that. Um, It's going on at the Southwark Playhouse. It'll be from the 15th of September this year to the uh, 15th of October. You can either book tickets online at www.southwarkplayhouse.co.uk or you can call 0207 407 0234. Tickets and previews, £10. Uh, standard £20 and concession groups, uh, and, sorry, concessions and groups at £16 now. It's not very far from where I work, so I think I could uh, get, definitely get myself down there. I actually quite like to see this. In person yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I, get, I guess as Orient fans, I guess it's going to be an interesting play. Well, it'll be an interesting play anyway, but obviously from coming and getting the so. Orient aspect, it gives it a different dimension. So get yourselves down there. It sounds like a great play, a uh, great other cast. Club, yeah, not many other clubs can be involved in something like this. It's really unique to us as Leighton Orient supporters. So Absolutely. It's our history, isn't it? It is absolutely. That's exactly what it is, and part of the greater history of our country. So absolutely. get yourselves down there. 
uh, southwarkplayhouse.co.uk or 0207 407 0234. Yep, and additionally on Monday, the 25th of July, so that's Monday just gone, the track, the great game, uh, was added to iTunes and Amazon Digital and is now available to download. So it's 79p on iTunes <coughs> and only 69p on Amazon Digital. So you exactly. said 10p. Uh, it's a great track. It's about five and a half minutes long. It's by Barry Galvin. Um, we'll be playing the track at the end of the podcast, but we'll only be playing it for about two minutes because uh, it's a five and a half minute track. Yep. And we don't want you guys to bootleg it. Uh, we want you to go and download it. So that way you don't get the full version. We'll we give you a taster. A taster. Absolutely. So moving on to the conclusion of our pre-season roundup, uh, which started in the previous episode. So that will end with Nolan leaving the club. So now we move on to the uh, start of the pre-season friendlies. Yep. So Thursday the 7th of July, we had our first pre-season match uh, which was in Italy versus the Italian under-19 side, uh, which was held strangely in the afternoon, where it was <laughs> baking 35 yeah. degrees. Uh, so they decided, quite sensibly, to play the game in three 30-minute spells. Absolute respect to the Ota fans who win. There was a handful, a handful who went down there. I know yeah. like Jay Lillington went down there. So if you managed to get to Italy, I mean, that's amazing, because it was quite a short notice uh, when they kind of yeah. said we're playing Italy. So they booked the trip. They didn't say they were playing anyone. It was like a pre-season camp. And then about four days before the match, they actually said, oh, we're actually playing Italy under 19. So amazing work for the fans who went. Great experience. I, I agree, yeah. Fair play. You've either got to be slightly mad or, or just <laughs> an actual, actual avid or yeah. a fan. So maybe both. Absolutely. So we had a trialist, uh, Dijan Stajanovic in goal. Stajanovic, Who yeah. had spent five years with Bologna. Uh, so he started in goal. Uh, left back was Soldier Semedo with Tom Parks and Ivan Erika at centre-back and Licky Hunt at right back. Coxie on the left wing with Robbie Ware and Sammy Moore in the middle. Josh Kramer on the right. Paul McCallum up front with Jay Simpson. So... A pretty good side there. Yeah, very strong side. So Cox went, Cox, Coxie went close with a free kick, while Simpson had an effort blocked behind for a corner. Ericott was replaced by Michael Clark at the end of the first 30 minutes. Yeah, and then Borghini uh, beat Stajanovic uh, just before the 45th minute uh, to give it a lead under 19 to the lead. And Hessenthaler then introduced Sam Sargent, Callum Kennedy, Sean Clahessi, Atangana, Monker, Gavin Massey, Oli Palmer, and Landerley. So good workout for a lot of the squad there. Good to see, you know. Good conditions, yeah. good opponents. They must so, have been blowing though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely blowing. Absolutely, but we failed to score. I think we came close a couple of times. I saw the Landerley head up on YouTube where, good save by their keeper, but we lost the game 1-0. But that was all about really conditioning the players. First pre-season game, very warm conditions. Yeah, just a bit. I wonder how that game actually came about. No that's idea. The, that's the Azuri under-19, like official national under-19 squad. I wonder how that actually came about. Maybe the well, I guess the Italian collection, I guess somehow, or maybe Simone Lucchesi, the fitness coach, knows someone within that setup. Maybe, um, but brilliant, brilliant to play for Orient. It can only be good for our profile in Italy because you know the Italian yeah. FA were tweeting about that match, were they? So, I guess it's equivalent of England, uh, under 19s playing some Syria C team. So, I think it's quite good for the exposure, yeah, good experience for the lads anyway. Yeah, to, potentially to go and visit the Italian FA, it looked like a, quite a swish training complex it was played in so all for that cool all good yep so Friday 8th of July yep uh, the O's released the following statement regarding Mr Bichetti uh, it's a district judge Tempia sitting at Westminster Magistrates Courts today uh, held that the Albanian extradition proceedings against Leighton Orient Chairman Francesco Bichetti were an abuse of the court process and should be stayed on the news Bichetti said I am delighted with today's decision and I'm grateful to the English judge for her careful consideration of the case. She has found that Albania misled the English court and abused the extradition process. 
The judge's decision shows, as I have always said, that the criminal proceedings against me in Albania are politically motivated. I will continue to pursue the Albanian government for the huge damage it has caused to my business and the hundreds of people who work for me and their families. I don't know what to say after that. I don't know what to say either. <laughs> I just think it's just good that this is all now put to bed. And, Absolutely. Um, I think it has long been thought that, that that they were trying to do something beyond their, their jurisdiction, beyond their... Yeah, great for you. Yeah, necessary. So now we can forget us. about that, and we can we can all crack on, can't we? Yep. Uh, I still don't recommend he goes there on holiday, though. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, the twelfth of July, preseason continues for for us as uh, we travel to Wildstone for a friendly. I went, uh, I went to that game. It was an utter utter mission to get home from. <laughs> it was the thick end of an hour and a half. I don't think I got home till about half eleven. Well, I was up at six for the next day. <laughs> so <laughs> take me. Team was announced, so Chizak in goal, uh, back four of Klahesi, Pollock, Parks and Kennedy, uh, midfield of Massey, Kelly Weir, who was captain, and Semedo, uh, and up front, Simpson mm-hmm. and Barry. So we're just going to, because there's so many friendlies, as you probably tell already, we're just going to briefly cover them. We're not going to go into any great detail. I don't just think it's necessary to do that either. No, we're just going to cover the highlights. Yeah. yeah, so fifth minute, uh, we fell <laughs> behind really early on, surprisingly. Um, yeah. Also took the lead as a hunt, free kick, into the box fell to Oshodi, uh, who shot past Chizak. Yeah, that was a bit disappointing, that, that that defensive sort of not paying attention, bit of frailty there, which doesn't really matter, but it was just a shame that they, they it was a good goal that the guy scored. But 26 minutes uh, on the clock, Massey does superbly well, cuts the ball back for Simpson, who equalised with a curling effort from just outside the box. That was a very, very good goal. Good. I, I, very good goal. I do like Gavin Massey. I do like he Massey. I think he's going to be very integral to the team this year, as yeah. well as Coxie on the left, I think. Massey's contribution can't be underestimated this season like I said in the last podcast very good League 1 player player of the year at Colchester last year uh, and we've got him in League 2 in a very strong midfield very happy with Massey very excited to see what he can do yep cool uh, so 34th minute you actually caught this goal live more by luck than judgement I will be honest with you it doesn't, was more by luck than judgement doesn't matter I'll my take friend. everything you got it, you yeah. got it. so Paul was periscoping only certain periods he periscoped for but every time you did my arm ached <laughs> after a while after a couple of minutes of holding it my, my arm ached so I mate, had to stop mate you got the goal so the Paul periscoped acid. live uh, the goal uh, by Sandra Semedo who uh, scored a good goal good individual effort ran down the left kept going yeah. nice shot into the far post far beat the keeper corner. well yeah very well and um, I, I think it. I think it has to be said that he looked very good that whole game. Good, that whole half that he played. So yeah, really, really pleased for him to to do. It. Kind of out of nowhere, really, because he was yeah. just running down. Then he sort of cuts in and and just shoots. And we were. I was quite far away, and I was like, "Did that actually?" Yeah, go yeah. I think, so, the, I think the crowd kind of didn't expect it. Like no, he was running and he scored, and it was kind of a bit of delayed response to the goal yeah. a great finish nonetheless so half that, time that was half time score yeah, two ended 2-1 two yeah. um, and then we made 10 changes at half time Charlie Granger uh, replaced Alex Chisak in goal Ericot Cox Palmer Karoma and more uh, Atengana Hunt Doherty and Nandale come on uh, uh, come onto the pitch uh, followed by Clark in the 63rd minute yeah so attendance was 423 so well done for getting down there because like you said it was a bit of a mission fans yeah. to be fair but it was a mission well obviously we've got the Scott McLeish collection as well and David Hunt and David Hunt so that was good to see so 65th minute Josh Doherty cleared off the line so well played there Josh yeah um, and Charlie Granger in the 87th minute saves well from Cabba uh, and the match ended 2-1 to Orient. But yeah. I think Wildstone were pleasantly surprising to me. Good. And to be honest, they, they gave us a good game. They looked sharp. I think they will probably do quite well in their 
uh, in their league. Uh, very competitive side, but as I say, for me, Semedo, Karoma were brilliant uh, in, in particular. That's good to hear. Good to hear youth players coming through. Like We've heard a bit about Semedo yeah. uh, over the last couple of years. It seems like, we'll come on to a bit later, but this season could be the season where he kind of comes out and blossoms. Potentially. Karoma had if a great... given game time. Karoma had a great season with the under-18s last season. Got his debut at Barnet late last season uh, and seemed to do well there. And then nothing really happened from that point on. Yeah. He didn't get into the squad, but seems like he's had a lot of pre-season <laughs> action. Again, we'll come to that in a little bit, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, it was nice to see a couple of exos. David Hunt, unfortunately, sort of limped off. Um, uh, he'd injured, it's a slight injury to his calf and, and obviously Scotty McLeish, who started running up and down the sidelines. People saying, you're going on, Scott, you're going on. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think so, not today. Which it's a shame he didn't go on, but yeah, yeah doesn't really matter. Absolutely. No problem. Uh, as you'll probably know, our interview with Scott McLeish from about a year and a half ago now uh, is on the SoundCloud, maybe even longer, yeah. two parts. But a great interview if you've never heard that before. But just to round it up, a good experience for Orion. Again, good use of the squad. So lots of players getting decent game time, yep. built the fitness up. And a good result, a win's a win, regardless of it being a friendly or a competitive game. Very happy with that. Yep. So moving on to 13th of July, uh, day after the under-18s beat QPR 5-1 uh, with goals from Barker, Alzate Sotiriu, uh, which is a new name that I haven't seen before, uh, Abrahams and Adamson. So the under-18s started where they left off. That was only a pre-season friendly, that game against QPR, but great result nonetheless. Absolutely. Then on Saturday the 16th of July, we head to the White Cliffs of Dover for another pre-season friendly. The starting lineup was Sam Sargent in goal, Clahessi, Ericot, Parks and Kennedy, Massey, Atangana, Weir and Cox in the middle with Palmer and McCallum up front. Um, subs were Chisak, Kelly, Moore, Hunt, Doherty, Semedo, Karoma, Simpson, Nandale, <gasps> Brown, who was on trial with us, and Miles Judd yes. as well. So Reese Brown on trial, like you mentioned, 24 years old. Last club uh, was Berry, where he played 35 times last season. Yeah. So not bad. Berry <clears throat> were comfortable, I'd say, in League One last season. Started well, but didn't really get anyone in the playoffs, but then weren't really threatened with relegation. So good experienced player, 24 years old, been at a lot of clubs. Uh, and is also the younger brother of Sunderland's Wes Brown so okay. good connections a lot of people think he's been, he's done really well so far since he's been on trial again I guess we'll come to that wouldn't be surprised if bit. he did sign him well I, I guess what we've been saying is that the squad's only lacking in the centre back department and he yeah. seems to kind of tick the boxes that we're looking for so I guess potentially we'll, we'll see yep. so game kicked off uh, not much to report 28th minute Dover took the lead as Ricky Modest uh, flicked the ball on and it fell to Miller who shot past Sargent and that's the way it stayed until the break. Half-time, 1-0. Yep, second half. Eight changes were made at half-time. Chisak comes in. Clahessi, Hunt, Brown, Kennedy, Semedo, Moore, Kelly, Massey, Nandule and Simpson um, come on. Yep, 63rd minute. Uh, David went two up. as Tyrone Marsh got a free kick into the top corner. Uh, and that's, that's it. Nothing pre- really much more to say. Not really. Match ended 2-0. Post, in the post-match press conference, Hess said the effort of some players in the first half wasn't up to the required level. However, in the second half, we worked hard with and without the ball, which is obviously good to hear. My so. only concern with that is it's pre-season. Obviously, you've got players playing for a starting place. So one thing you think you would have is the effort. So that was the only thing that I found concerning around that time. I agree. A lot's happened since then. But when I first saw that quote, I was just looking at it going, really? You know, you got... Well, he expects a certain level even in pre-season, which is no... Absolutely. Which is no bad thing. But absolutely. To, and to say it's below that level. Absolutely. Um, so uh, a loss, you know, but again, like... Hess has been saying all through it. 
friendlies are all about getting the fitness up with the result taking kind of a backseat. Yeah. But still, it's not good to lose. I don't no. think anyway. You know, you, you'd like to win, but, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, additionally, a Leighton Orient 11 team made up of youth players had a match away at Billericay. Unfortunately, they lost that 4-1. Yep, and Charlie Granger also played a goal for Margate in a friendly versus Wimbledon, and he saved the penalty. Uh, but then they scored the rebound, but it was a good penalty save, though. So, well done to Charlie. Cool. Uh, and apparently, Sob Sergeant played in a friendly for Margate earlier that week, too. Um, so, it looks like we expect those them two keepers to go out alone at some point. I would expect Sergeant, probably, at least. Yeah. But again, if it happens, we'll keep you posted as soon as we know. As soon as we know, yeah. So Tuesday, 19th of July, busy day for Exxon players. So it started off with Joby McAuliffe joining Stevenage. Uh, strange to me. Strange, well, he was on trial at Montreal or somewhere, like in the MLS. Um, and that's why I guess everyone presumed he'd end up. And then he ended up at Stevenage, which he's got to be on a lot less money than what it was on Orient. Um, I don't know how they worked that deal out. But, no, but knowing Orient, you, you know, we've got Steve Lidge on the third game of the season at our place. You just don't know, say it. You just know what's going to happen. I'm don't not say, say it. it. Jamie Jones, also yeah. for Steve Lidge. I think yeah. there's someone else who escapes me who's also plays for Steve Lidge. Um, but what, what, what you think he's going to score, don't you? I think he's going to score and Jamie Jones will have the, the second best game of his life following the game that he played for Preston at Brisbane Road when he came back and made a great save. He did, yeah. <laughs> You're right, Absolutely. Um, also uh, for ex-Orient Kevin Nugent left Luton to become the new assistant manager at Charlton his assistant now obviously to ex-Orient manager Russell Slade yeah. so good bit of link up there Re- um, reunited great management team they know the way the other one works. works yeah so it's not a, it's not a million miles away for Nugent to get to either to be fair because no. he lives quite centrally yep so we wish Charlton well for the upcoming season absolutely um, and also on the 19th of July we had Woking Away which I you went to that way down to yep um, despite the trouble on southern trains that's right <laughs> ended up getting the 5.23 it departed Waterloo at about 10 past 6 but wow. there you go uh, Chisak in goal Clahessie Hunt Parks Kennedy uh, with a back four, um, Massey Moore, Weir, Semedo with a midfield, and Bowery and Karoma up front. I like the way he's been playing different Ish. forward two combinations. Like it's probably the, four, the, the four, 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 two, three, one. That actually. the back four pretty consistent, or don't change that much. And the midfield doesn't change that much, but forward two seems to have been changing every match, which is good yeah. to see. Uh, subs: Granger, Kelly, Eric Cox, McCallum, Atangana, Doherty, Nandale. And then the trialist triplets, trialist, trialist, trialist. Oh, yeah. no, you only saw one that you said. There was only yeah, one. Yeah. On the team sheet, it did have trialist, trialist, trialist. You're right, but there was only one, and we don't seem to have signed that player. Fine. So I'll let you go through the uh, pieces for that because you were there. Yeah, so there wasn't really much to write home about in the first half. I think, um, you know, someone commented that obviously to have gone all of Dover and then one half of of Woking and not scoring is, is, is a little bit poor but I think I think as has been previously said the most important thing is about sort of shape and practice and shape and, and, and defensive um, abilities and, and getting getting a bit of understanding together so it wasn't an overly entertaining first half Fine. To, so be, to be fair half good ground yeah um, good food good good sort of range of food there little club shot Really decent little setup, nice stand behind the goal. Yeah. The rest of it you can sort of literally you can walk just around walk all the way yeah. out. <coughs> um time, obviously two nil. Second half. Half time nil nil. Sorry, beg your pardon. Half time was nil nil. Yep. And second half, uh, Granger, Clahessie, Hunt, Ericott, 
Uh, Kennedy, Karoma, Kelly, Atangana, Cox, Nandule and McCallum came into the uh, into the starting uh, side for the second half. Yeah. Then in the 63rd minute, it was a triple sub. Karoma, Kennedy and Klahesi replaced by Doherty, Moncourt, Moncourt and the trialist. Yep. Uh, three minutes later, that's all it took. Uh, Dean Cox drilled one into the far corner to open score. A really, really good goal. Good. That was quite unexpected. I thought that was going to go wide, but it didn't. It just caught the back corner and, it, and it, it was a great goal. Dean Cox, fair play. Delighted to see Dean Cox. But he deserved it. But back on the score sheet, regardless of whether it be in a friendly, that confidence that could only boost. be a good thing for Dean Cox. Absolutely. To start up, so great to see that. Um, but they should have equalised a minute, a minute later. later. Yeah, we're sitting there watching it. I think he's not going to... Oh, blimey. He's one, oh, my good, He's one-on-one. Right. Thankfully... Thankfully, he Fluffed put in. wide. Fine. Granger, I think Granger did enough to, to put him off and he went wide, but that should have been one all. Fine, okay. So, 73rd minute, Parks yeah. came on for Hunt. And then you decided to get your periscope camera out again. Oh, good time again. on my part. Good time on my part. Really, really good good football, this. Or uh, Coxie plays in McCallum, who took a touch before slotting it home to make it 2 0. And you'll need to find it on our timeline. This is the. Some periscope as well. Yeah, it's Tuesday the 19th of July. Go and find it because it is worth watching because it is a good goal. Very good finish by McCallum. Very confident. He seems like a very confident young man, Mr McCallum. He started off last season very confident. Um, One touch. Well, good ball from Cox. Good first touch of McCallum. Very, very good very good finish. Good build-up play from Good from goal. Warren, actually. Good, good goal. Good passing. And great to see the two players who were injured for most of last season and who made a real impact linking the start of last together. season, linking up together and getting that relationship back on track. Really yeah. positive for me to see that. Agreed. Uh, and in the 88th minute, almost 3-0, uh, McCallum uh, headed from Kenny's cross but hit the bar uh, and the match finished 2-0. So very happy with that. Yeah. Like we said, great to see Cox, McCallum back on the score sheet. Yeah. So your thoughts on the game? So yeah, dis- disappointing first half. I think yeah. he was trying a four-two-three-one formation. Yeah. Um, but then he went second half. He went four-four-two, um, and it was much better, much more solid and consistent. Yeah. And the players look more comfortable with it. The younger players, for me, have done very well. Did very well again, uh, as did Cox and Bowery. Bowery's movement off the ball, running into channels, giving an option to the midfield and defensive players to put it in the channels. Fantastic. Uh, McCallum and Nandole, uh, obviously McCallum scored, but Nandole also looked dangerous. He looks up when he's got the ball and he looks to shoot. He, he's not scared to have a pop. So is Bowery, I have a lot of seen Bowery before, is Bowery a similar player to Simpson? So what I'm asking no, you, because, can no, Simpson play up front with Bowery? Yes. Would that, could yes. they be a partnership? Yes. Because because oh. Bowery does the running that Simpson doesn't. Okay. Simpson is a more sort of penalty spot, six-yard box type, 18-yard box player. Not saying that Bowery isn't, but Bowery will do more of the running. Okay. So he will run out into the channel, out wide, to bring the defender out to create more space, bring the, the ball, hold okay. it up, bring Coxie or Massey in to cross the ball in. He's that sort of player from what, I, from what little I have seen of him. I stand corrected if that's not how he plays, but that's right. what I saw. Cool. So additionally that evening, the Lord XI played Canby Island at 1-2-1 uh, with goals from Stephen Lozarte. And Tristan Abraham, so it's good. A good evening all round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good workout for the boys there. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then on Wednesday, the twentieth of July, the club announced that the government of Albania have a, have abandoned its efforts or their efforts to have the president, our president, <laughs> um, our chairman. I can't stand using president. It's yeah. chairman. He's yeah. a chairman. Francesco Bacchetti extradited. The decision announced at Westminster Magistrates Court formally ends more than a year of strong pressure 
for Mr. Bacchetti. So, good sign there. Now we can just crack on ahead with the season, I think we said earlier, yeah. uh, with a focus off of that now and just fully concentrate on matters on the pitch and obviously his normal business matters. So that's proper behind us. All gone. Move All on. the past. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. So, Thursday 21st of July, over 200 Orient fans and friends of the club leave from Leighton to head to the battlefields in northern France to pay their respects, not only to the countless thousands who lost their lives, but in particular the three Clapton Orient players who made the ultimate sacrifice during the Battle of the Somme in 1916, who, you know, obviously were sent forward, William Jonas, defender George Scott, and goal ace Richard McFadden. So an amazing trip there. Um, I'd like to do that. that oh, trip. definitely in the future. Yeah, I'm yeah. disappointed. I'm sorry I couldn't get on this trip, being it's the centenary year, but yeah. I'd very much like to go on that trip next. Yeah, well, I spoke to a few people at the meet, the uh, <coughs> charity that I'll come on to a bit later, who will... And, Said it was amazing, amazing, amazing to do. So just to see where it was all done is probably oh, very awe inspiring. Okay. Absolutely. So well done for going. Yeah, um, and superb work for at Sunboy Steve as well. Give give Steve Absolutely. Jenkins a shout out for for all the work and hard work that he's put into and everybody associated with that. So very very proud superb to be work. an Orient fan with stuff like that going on. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So Friday the twentieth, twenty second of July. Um, Robbie Weir is announced as first team captain. Liam Kelly is going to be vice captain, and Nicky Hunt as club captain now so, I asked you before we came on air what is the difference between club captain and team captain neither of us know so if somebody does know can you tweet us let us know no I'm idea. sure if I googled it there'll be a million and one responses but I'm sure some knowledgeable person out there will be able to email us or in outlook at outlook.com <laughs> or tweet us at or in outlook yeah so Ernie Hassan said about Robbie he said he's an organiser and a talker while he also demands the best from himself and the rest of his teammates. He's got all the attributes to be a good captain for the football club. The captain is your leader, but for me, for us to achieve our goals this year, we've got to have 11 leaders when they cross that white line. We've given the role to Robbie to lead the team, but I'm expecting a lot from every individual out there this season. There you go. Perfect. I like that quote. Perfect. I like that quote. I think Perfect. last year when you looked at that team... People hid People or tried hid. to hide. Absolutely. Not this season. I think... To be fair, I probably would say said the same under Hendon, but I, f- I think it would be quite hard to hide with Hessenthaler as your boss. Like on the pitch, if you weren't doing what he, what the expectations were. Yeah. But do you know what as well though? This year, the squad is much greater in depth. Much and greater in depth. therefore, if you are hiding, then you'll go and hide on the subs bench or in the stand because someone else will come in, grab that opportunity and won't let you back in. Well, greater in depth, greater in experience. And we've signed other people's captains. So, for example, Liam Kelly was old captain. He's coming into his yeah. right vice captain Robbie now. Weir. Robbie Weir, Nicky Hunt's like experience has been Mansfield. captain in his other clubs. So, yeah. very good to see that. Very happy 100% to see that. So, agree. quote from Eddie Hessenthaler. Yeah. On Saturday, the 23rd of July, uh, there was a friendly, sorry, friend of the show, Romain Vincelo, <laughs> joined Bradford City from Coventry City uh, for an undisclosed fee. So, we wish Romain. Uh, good luck surprise move that for me yeah. and I think for most of Coventry absolutely absolutely. Um, so good luck to remain it gave us you know, a couple of great seasons including that amazing playoff season man's got a superb engine on him yeah. so that's with Bradford where he links up with Nathan Clark yeah. who, used to be, who used to be at the O so right. I'm Nathan Clark <laughs> so uh, two lads. weeks away from the start Top of the season so only two weeks to go at this point uh, so we welcomed back Russell Slade and Kevin Nugent to Brisbane Road in our friendly with Charlton so the team was Chizak and Goal Back for Clahessi, Ericot, Parks and Kennedy. Midfield of Messi, Kelly, Wes, Meadow. And up front, Bowery, Simpson, uh, Subs, Sargent, Cox, Palmer, McCullum, Moore, Atangana, Doherty, Karoma, Judd, Brown and Landale. That's a lot of subs, isn't it? That, yeah. 
Can I just say that? I think yeah. we mentioned it earlier on, on I can't think if it's Wilston or Woking, Dotty looked quite good, Josh. Cool. He, okay. he did look he did look good. I think a lot of the youngsters have actually impressed me very good. well uh, very nicely this this preseason. Um, so I think for me, with the exception of Semedo for Cox, I, th- I think this could potentially be the starting lineup that that we might. Uh, t- I'll take that back now. I see more and Atangana in there over Kelly and Weir. Fine. No, I'll take that back. Fine. Take so that we'll, back. we'll come on to that a bit later. Yeah. So again, a very brief kind of overview of what happened. Fourth minute, good ball forward by Messi. So again, Messi contributed to the team, good, getting chances. And Barry uh, got Barry in. Barry just got his own ball wrong. Yeah. yeah, so Bowery doing the running. Yep, oh, absolutely. Yep, yeah. Um, 15, 15 minutes on the clock. Excellent play from Kalhesi. Crosses in the box, and Simpson just heads over. I think that effort was just a, that yeah, ball was just, just a bit too, too high. He jumped a bit too early. But what I will say is, and I've seen this, and I really hope I don't uh, taint this, but Kalhesi's crosses have been beating the first man and have been finding the heads of the forwards. Is that Very because he's being well. played in his preferred position of right back rather than right? I don't know. I'm sure he started. I'm sure he started last year, crossing decently. He did, and um, then when he moved to right midfield, I think he lost. I don't it know, but it? great to see. So obviously, Kahesi getting forward more like he was. Good crosses. That's all we want to see, you know. And like I said, since I met Clay, since we met Kahesi at the Starman Awards, and he kind of explained a bit more. I do feel a bit more sympathy towards Kahesi. So great to see that. Uh, happening. Yeah. So 24th minute, Parks made a mistake. He got caught in the ball. Uh, and Brandon Hanlon ran through on goal, but shot wide. Um, so, you know, defensive error. Hopefully, we can get get out of Tom's game. Yeah. At half time, uh, went in goalless at nil nil. The attendance announced at fourteen hundred and twenty three, with three hundred and sixty two away fans. Not a bad turnout for a preseason for a Not really. Not really. Not massive crowd, but yep. decent nonetheless. Cox comes on for Semedo at the break, and then on the fifty fourth minute, Muldoon finds Harriet. And he tries his luck from 25 yards, but Chisette makes a fine diving save. That was a superb save. I think that was a really good save, actually. The guy hit it, and it took a bit of a dip. And Chisette done really well, got across his goal really well. So a really good save there. Uh, 61st minute, a few subs came on. Sergeant Brown, Atangana, and more came on for Chisette, Parks, Ware, and Kelly. And Dilo became captain. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, 66th minute, uh, McCallum replaces Jordan Bowery. And 72 minutes, Ollie Palmer came on for Jay Simpson. Yeah, 76 minutes, Ollie Palmer almost opened the scoring, but his effort just went wide. Uh, something to note there, McCallum done very well to get the ball to Palmer. And Palmer, again, just wide. Again, really unlucky for Palmer. Um, one day, an Ollie Palmer shot like that will go in. <laughs> but I guess we'll see when. Can't, so. fault, can't fault his effort, though. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Then, on the, just a minute later, Miles Judd and Josh Caroma replaced Sean Clahessy and Gavin Massey. Yeah, look, three minutes after that, 80th minute, Doherty came on for Kennedy. So, again, really good to see lots of players getting good game time against decent opposition Yeah, uh, the league above. So, good to see that. Yep. Uh, 81st minute, Cox capitalises on a mix-up on the edge of the Charlton area, but unfortunately, his volley goes just wide. Yeah, and that was it. The match finished 0-0. So, after the match, Andy Hessenthaler confirmed that Nicky Hunt picked up an ankle injury in training and is doubtful for the season opener. At Cheltenham, I mean, we've got enough depth that we're cool. Absolutely. Call don't, no, no need to rush him back. What I will say about that is it was good to see a clean sheet there as well. Following yeah. up from the Woking clean sheet, it was good to see that the clean sheet mm. started to come in there, yeah. uh, which was good. Mm. Uh, and Dulcet Day also mentioned that Sean Clahessy said that the priority so far for the O's has been on fitness and defensive organisation. So for me, that's very good. You know, yeah. that's I guess that's the two areas where we really lacked <coughs> last season. Get to like the 60th minute and we just looked knackered in some yes. of the games. Yeah. Um, a defensive organisation good to see being worked on something that kind of let us down multiple times last season 
Yep. So on Monday the 25th of July was, for the first time in, in over two years, uh, a Meet the President evening, it which, was. which was held in the Olympic suite as opposed to the Supporters Club, which is where it was originally going to be held, um, to allow for obviously more people to get involved. I didn't go, but you did. I did. Do you want to give everyone a rundown? Yes, I will. So uh, I made a few notes, obviously, after the event, because during the event, you couldn't really have your phone out. It was done. Um, so what I've written down... Yeah, there was no um, live tweeting from that, as everybody will be able There to. was for the first 10 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you missed the announcement, didn't you? Because you were tweeting. I wanted to be, I was tweeting to miss the announcement. Um, so basically, FB, especially um, at half seven, but Bichetti walked in late to the Olympic suite, so he came in around 7.40 due to the London traffic. Uh, and I thought it would just be him, but he walked in with obviously Alessandro Angeleri, Vita Michelli and Rob Gagliardi. Cool. So they all did together. Yeah. A few sporadic applauses. Not many, a few. And you could, it, 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 there was tension in that room. Definitely tension. And it felt like you were waiting for the headmaster to walk into a class assembly. That's what it right. was like. It felt like you were all like pissing yeah. about. And then suddenly the headmaster comes in and you're like, <laughs> that's what it felt <laughs> like. That's what it felt like, right? So, <laughs> introduction was made. Uh, and I heard the request not to visually or audio record it, so we did make inquiries well before, like the Monday, whether we could record it. It was told no, which we accepted. Um, and ironically, yeah, like I said, I think I was tweeting when Bichette walked in and when they actually doing the announcements that I actually must have missed the social media announcement. So I tweeted a few questions. So first question asked, and was something along, along the lines of how much time a week do you spend looking at what's going on at Leighton Orient? So that was asked to Bichette. He shifted that question over to Alessandro, who didn't really make sense with his answer. I don't know whether someone got lost in translation with that question, but it wasn't answered well, and it was a very short answer, so that didn't go down very well. Uh, so second, why did Bichetti not answer that question? I don't get that. Don't know. Second question was around the aims of the forthcoming season. No messing around there. Bichetti straight away, promotion, automatic. Made a point saying, not interested in going up via the playoffs. We want automatic promotion. Very good. Very confident in what he was saying. Um, and it was around that time that I was asked to stop tweeting so again from here it's all kind of as I remember it so this isn't in order these are just the main points that I remember being brought up so the first one surprisingly was that Bichetti said last summer Paul Tisdale was his choice for manager of Orient and very surprising had three meetings with Bichetti so he had three meetings with Tisdale got to the stage where he was offered the job offered Paul Tisdale a salary so he only offered him 80k to take the job which was seen as a low salary. Sorry, only offered the guy 80 grand yep. a year to yep. manage a League Two club. Yep, which that's, was... That's decent money. I don't think it is in the football world. I might be wrong, but even Bichetti seemed, when he was saying it, surprised that that's a low offer for what we offered him. I guess to get him out of the club he was at. Right. Um, so hence, he didn't join us. He also mentioned, uh, Bichetti, that he spoke to Dale Ferguson and another, quote, big Scottish bloke, unquote, who he couldn't recall. So a few people were calling out a few names to try and get him to uh, recollect who it was. It wasn't Steve Evans. No. No, that name was shouted out. When he said big Scottish bloke, I thought I'd just snapped Yeah, that's what everyone thought. And a few people said Terry Butcher. Uh, to make oh, that radius connection, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was it was out of all the names that were shouted. No one kind of said, like no one could kind of understand who it was. Um, so also we submitted quite a few questions as we were asked to. Two got accepted. First one was about Alan Dunn. So you had orders of the questions you had to ask him. So the host would come to you in order and say, you're, you're next. So I knew I had to ask the Dunn question. So I asked about Alan Dunn. Uh, so Bichetti passed the question on to Vito. 
who said that Adam Dullett is training with the first team squad. <laughs> and then quite finally, Bichetti took the mic and said, right, this is the real answer. This is the studio answer. This is the real answer for you. And although this could be lost in translation, he implied that Alan Dunn has never mentally got over leaving the one club he was at for over 20 years and has found it difficult to adjust mentally to play for another club. Which I thought was a fair, a fair answer. Fine, yeah. You know, I guess we all know he's a real lad through and through and he came to it it hasn't worked out. Um, he should have probably just retired. <laughs> it doesn't get yeah, Absolutely. It doesn't look like it's going to work out any time. Um, the Edward asked what his aim was for the next five years or where does he see late in five years? Uh, Mr. Bichette seemed very ambitious, turned it back on the crowd uh, and said, okay, so where do you see Orient in five years? He said, I know where I see Orient, where do you guys see Orient? So there's a bit of a silence in the room, a few people shouted championship, uh, Bichette smiled, raised his hands and said premiership. They said, I see us in the premiership, why not? Fitback said, why not? Why, why couldn't we do it? Because he keeps getting busy Well, and he, interfering in the said, first why, team affairs. He said, he said, why not? Why can't we do it? And I think a few people said, you know, fair point. Look at Leicester. Look at, Leicester were like League, Bournemouth. League One a couple of years ago, so were Bournemouth. Better example. So, you know, you, you've got to say for one thing, Bichette is definitely ambitious. Uh, a lot of questions came up about Brisbane Road and Olympic Stadium. Uh, he was asked whether he was interested in buying Brisbane Road and straight away said, no, not interested. He said, if we were to get into the Championship, Brisbane Road is too small for where they see the club going, so there's no point in buying something that they see is too small, which I guess was a fair answer. Uh, like I touched upon Olympic Stadium, lots of questions. FB said that he thinks us and Charlton should have a right to play them as well, but seemed to think at League 2 level the demand isn't there, which I would agree with completely. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also asked about how the next generation of kids uh, get attracted to Orient as opposed to West Ham. Uh, and Bichette seemed confident saying we will fight West Ham for the future of the kids in East London. So, I don't know what that means, what that entails, but he seems to see that he had some kind of a plan. He'd better come up with a plan pretty quick because if not, you know, but that goes back to what I've said before in that if you've got two free tickets, one's to a Premier League game at West Ham. Oh, absolutely. Or one to a League Two, League One or or any other league with Orient, where would you rather go? Absolutely, yeah, slow brain. That's the the point. This is the problem, which is why Theo's gang's got to be really good, I think, is one of the key key elements to it. So he was asked if he would be offering Decox a new contract. Uh, So I guess you would just think that he would have just said yes. Uh, But he didn't. He kept him on his toes. Joke that he was angry at Dean for putting on a few pounds this summer. And it was a joke. He said he was angry. Uh, I said that he would have to get fit but interestingly didn't really answer the question uh, so make it out what you will uh, <coughs> Alessandro mentioned that club sold over 3,000 season tickets and Vito said that the club are always looking to do more community work and looking into that uh, and i got to say Rob Gagliardi didn't answer one question used very sporadically as a translator but other than that didn't ask, answer one question about the club that's good I don't I that's don't good. get what he was there for translating uh, that, that's the best case scenario yeah. as far as I'm concerned because he's not he's not a coach yeah he can't he's, work it out can't work it out uh, there was a question that Kuzin FB of destroying the club uh, which he didn't take well at all uh, flicked it back to the supporter said well, how have I destroyed your club I haven't at all you're still here standing it's a league two club going into the season confidently doesn't take criticism well um, and seems to answer aggressively when he gets an aggressive question seems yeah. to knock it back um when asked why it has taken him so long to sort out of leaving like this, he did make a funny joke saying that over the past year he had another issue taking up most of his time with a smile, which was alluding to the Albania, Albania thing, uh, which got a big laugh. He answered it very funnily. He's quite funny and he's quite charming and he does know how to work a crowd, to be fair to him. 
At points, he did make some very funny no responses. <laughs> it was very good. Cool. Uh, we asked about giving Hess a one-year contract. Seemed fine with that. So didn't think it was a big deal. You know, that's the way he, he wants to play it. He said he thinks that Pollock, Sergeant Semedo are exciting players to watch out for this season. He's happy with all the signings the club have made. Uh, he did mention that we've gone down the route of bringing in big name players, experienced players on big money, which hasn't worked out. So now he wants to bring in younger players who seem to be more hungrier for success. And you can't really fault that. He did mention Mackinac for Henderson when he was talking about the older players. Mm. Said that before he took over, uh, he didn't want Mo to be sold. And said when he did take over, he wanted Mo kept. Uh, but it had already kind of been agreed and it was already done. Uh, and seemed to think that not any, not many other players in the squad of 13 and 14 would be ready for the championship had we gone up. So I might have not heard that right in translation, but he said apart from Mo, he didn't think any of the players who we had were ready for the championship. Uh, and every time he referred to Slade, he always mentioned that Slade left to go to Cardiff and he wasn't pushed. He, but that obviously kind of disagrees with what Slade had told us at the time. Uh, regarding his paper versus Portsmouth on Boxing Day where obviously it was the kick up the bump mm-hmm. he said that he was very happy that Ollie Palmer scored two goals in that match he said that Palmer was getting a hard time he had paid a fee for Palmer and it didn't seem like it was working out but Ollie Palmer had scored two goals he then went on to say that in the previous two or three games before that match he was not happy with being Hendon's attitude towards the fans kind of he had that you remember when Hendon had that argument with Schaffer in the West and so he didn't like the way Hendon was talking about the fans being challenged so when the match was over and we had won 3-2. He saw Hess do the ear cup. Yeah, he did so, do that. Yeah. That's caught on camera. Yeah, he saw Hess do that. <clears> and then that's kind of, he said, that's when he went over to Hess, uh, ran on the pitch. He said he didn't kick him. He said he gave him a little nudge with his foot and he smiled again. Again, got a massive laugh. Again, really funny. Like, he's got a very good com- comedy timing as Bichetti. Very funny to tell the story. Clearly passionate. Uh, he's asked about Jay Simpson. So did he say why he kicked him, though? No, it was just in response to Hess cup on his ear. as to say, shut up. You know, right. um, asked about Jason Simpson leaving. Said there haven't been any offers that have even made him think about selling. So he's not got to that point. So there have been offers. Didn't say that. Wasn't following up on the question. Just said has any offers that have made him even think about selling. Right. And just kind of moved on. Ticketing system. Bichette agreed that it was silly. That it was taking so long to sort out. And said that he was frustrated that the club, who need the money, uh, can't take money because of obviously all the kind of delayed yeah. ticket access that's going on. A lot of questions about poor communication at and from the club. FB seemed to disagree and thought the communication elements were fine. That were put out. Yep. Oh, does he? That's interesting. Uh, at the end, uh, he opened up the floor and said, you can ask me anything. Uh, so at this point, I was thinking, right, someone, this, we can really like, ask him some good questions here. Because obviously, it was all kind of scripted, so he knew what he was going to be asked. Uh, someone asked me about the Olympic Stadium, which was a bit disappointing when you think of all the things that he could have been asked. Uh, he was asked again about the social media ban, uh, which was kind of just walked over again. And Caroline B ended the night asking about scoreboard. The Steve Dixon said we can't do, can't get it from the council, and we won't get planning permission. So while we're at Brisbane Road, it can't happen. But bit of a missed opportunity there. So for me, I would have, you know, the things I would have thought about were one, Kevin Nolan, what happened there, what what was the reason for doing that, and two, the committee question that never came up about picking, picking the, the players yeah. so a massive missed opportunity there for me you know if I'm honest um, side note I didn't hear it but at various times and on sources that I've seen on Facebook and the forum it said that he's pumped 20 million into the club he was quoted to say that on Monday which he probably has but I didn't hear that um, so quick summary yeah all in all decent night fair play to appreciate for doing it and finally getting in contact with the fans uh, and give him credit he shook everyone's hand at the end so he stood up everyone went and shook his hand I shook his hand and he was like thank you for coming good handshake Firm, 
Firm, good. Firm and eye contact. That's yeah. honest. That's a, um, that's a decent handshake. Yeah, something's definitely got lost in translation though, I think, and he did ask at various points for get all three of his side people to translate for him certain elements where he was looking for a word he couldn't find. Um, some questions he couldn't answer, like the ticketing uh, question, and like the community question, so he passed those on to Alessandro and to Vito at points. Um, glad he's done it. He's clearly ambitious and he's very charming. Uh, didn't come across as particularly likeable kind of as it's my way or get out essentially but I guess you know he's a club so yeah. he could be like that very blunt uh, and actually seems quite similar to Hessenthaler in terms of his character which is maybe why they probably get along well or why he put his faith in him uh, most questions had already had pre-written replies for so when the question was asked he was looking at a piece of paper to refer to um, and to come back to it social media ban not sure that was the right thing to do, obviously. The room had about 130 people in it. I think more were expected but didn't turn up. A few people had questions uh, that they'd put in who weren't there. So they said, we are looking for blah, blah, to ask this question and they weren't there. Um, so yeah, 100, only 130 people in that room. Bichette said they didn't want social media going on because he wanted it to be kept within the wall, the four walls there. And that was his family, but... You got it doesn't make sense. It's a public meeting. Absolutely. So that was disappointing. It's a bullshit. And I guess a bullshit reason to. to I, I guess to from our perspective, it was a bit disappointing in terms of we had been tweeting about it all day, saying we were going to be tweeting live, and until we got in there, we didn't realise or it hadn't been said that there was a social media ban. Um, so a bit disappointing from that. But well done to all involved for getting it sorted, step in the right direction, and very well done to hosts uh, Matt and Andy because that was a hard that was a hard thing to do. No, the system PA wasn't great. It was for a little amp. They'd obviously never met Bichetti before. So Bichetti walked in and then they introduced themselves to Bichetti and kind of went through the night with him. Um, so very well done. Very well done. And at the end, uh, he was asked about an open day for the fans that we'll come on to a bit later. Cool. Which we'll touch upon. Nice one. And that's well it, done. Mate. Well done. Great that's round it. up there. So um, thoroughly successful, which is which is very, very good. Yep. Um, and, you know, maybe hopefully that'll be the first of many. Oh, we hope so. So Thursday, sorry, Tuesday the 26th of July, the club announced the signing of Harry Cornick from Premiership side AFC Bournemouth. 21-year-old winger joins the club on a six-month loan deal until January the 14th, 2017. Having enjoyed a season-long loan with fellow League Two side Yeovil Town last season, he scored eight goals. Yeah, so potentially a really good signing for not, us. Not so bad. Very happy with that. Complained even with you as well by the sounds of it. So you good. Go. Good. Good to see that. So we had Dagenborough Redbridge away, uh, yeah. which we didn't go to. I, you weren't I there, couldn't go front. to it, no. So the team lined up. Granger in goal. Uh, back four of Judd, Brown, Parks, Doherty. Midfield with Cox, Asagana, Walker, Roma, with Palmer and Landon out front. Subs, Chizak, Clahessi, Kennedy, Kelly, Erico, Ware, McCallum, Massey, Monica, Semedo, and Barry. And again, looking at that team and the subs, that's that's a lot of players. Yeah. And you've got to think in the league game, you can only have seven subs as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, game kicked off. Early chance for the Daggers as Okinabiri curls an effort wide with just two minutes gone. Yeah, 18th minute, we went behind as Hawkins uh, finished at the far post uh, from across and the goal was coming. Uh, disappointed. So, again, we could see like we could see the first goal, one of the friendlies. Yeah, not not a good thing, but it's only a pre-season friendly. In the 41st minute, Josh Caroma was unlucky as he knocked it over his opponent and volleyed just wide. Yeah, so Sounds like a tasty bit of skill. Sounds like he done very well there. Yeah. We equalised in the 45th minute. Uh, Samuel Wall to Cox. Cox crossed it for Adelaide to tap home. 
Great cross from Delo and again another assist for Delo. So great to see him get back on the score sheet like we've mentioned already. Yeah. And get back on the assist. So half time, one all attendance announced at nine hundred and thirty eight with three hundred and twenty six away fans. Not Which bad. Is decent. For Tuesday night in the summer with lots of people on the holiday, not bad at all. Very good indeed. So subs were made at half time. Semedo, Ericot and Chisak replaced Doherty Judd and Charlie Granger in goal. Yep. Um, 49 minutes, so just four minutes after the break, Nandole was unlucky as he leaves Doe on the floor and has an effort smashed on the crossbar. Yeah, sounds like he was on it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 62nd minute, where McCallum and Kelly came on for Atangana, Moore and Palmer. And 63rd minute, Cox got a free kick similar to where he'd scored from uh, last season, yeah. but just over the bar. Unlucky there. Uh, yep. Two minutes later, um, Scott... Um, Moncur comes on for Karoma, and then in the 73rd minute, Clahessi and Bowery come on for Parks and Nandule. Yep, 77th minute, Massey came on for Cox. Uh, at 79th minute, XO Sam Ling came on uh, and got a nice applause from those supporters. Yeah, so good to see did. Sam at Dagenham Rebbage. We hope he gets on well there, you know. Absolutely, yeah, good to see him still in the game. Absolutely. Uh, 91st minute, we get the win in injury time. Paul McCallan scores a goal right at the death. Uh, Cousins saved his first effort, but Paul followed up with the with the rebound and, and made no mistake. Can't beat a last minute goal. Well, well done again. Yeah. So we won the game. Good win. Good to see McCallum on the score sheet. Good yeah. to see Ladley on the score sheet as well. Actually, a bit of the forgotten man syndrome. Uh, good to see Cox Very get an so. assist. So after the game, Dulcet Dave tweeted saying Andy Edwards post match was particularly impressed with the performance of Sergio Semedo. He was pleased that Paul McCallum was on target again and praised Sean Clehessy's cross. Again, another example of a Clahessy cross. Yeah. Like we've already mentioned. Good to hear. Uh, he also explained that Harry Cornick is a great addition to the squad as he was a player that the club have been following. Did go on to say that it would be a big challenge to keep everyone happy. That's an interesting... 100%. Interesting step. Because he's got two first teams there. Literally. Oh, absolutely. And like, two first teams. Yeah, so. And there's particular areas, especially for me, for the forward line and the centre midfield. He's got a lot to choose from. But again, we'll come on to the strip of the squad right at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So my view so far, like all the like all preseason games, the result really isn't that important. It's more about trying out formations, getting fitness, match sharpness, understandings between players. Uh, glad we got a nice local game against the Daggers. Obviously, it's always nice when the strikers are scoring as well. So absolutely, yeah, very pleased with that. Yeah, likewise, good workout, good win. Lots of players getting game time, good selection. And like I've already mentioned, you could see Nadley getting a goal as well as a level off Paul McCallum. So I think now, apart from Oli Palmer, all the forwards have scored. So four of the five have scored their pre-season. Who you would think would start would start live. So good to see. Yeah. We also received a message from Chris Kane. So uh, welcome back, Chris. Obviously, it's behind us. Who went to the game? Who said a bit underwhelming, but understandable considering it wasn't the strongest. Uh, Semedo did well when he came on. Reese Brown was pretty strong too. A good test though, as Dagenham looked organised and will be hard to break down this season. So good win. Also good to see Reese Brown uh, seems to be getting a lot of compliments, like we've already mentioned. Seems to be a good player. Absolutely. So hopefully we can tie him down to a contract. Yeah, so Wednesday the 27th of July, the EFL Trophy, which was formerly the JPT Trophy. The groups were drawn at 10 o'clock and we're in Group G along with Brighton's Academy. Stevenage and Southend United. So our fixtures for those ma- for those group matches will be a week commencing the 29th of August. We're at home to Stevenage. Week commencing the 3rd of October. We'll be away at Southend United. And week commencing the 7th of November. We will be away at Brighton and Hove Albion playing their academy. Yeah, bit of a... As you can tell by the tone of my voice, <laughs> it's quite underwhelming and good luck getting a decent crowd for that one. Yeah, but absolutely. The, so usual, the usual hardcore will go to all of those. I guess now. it depends on how clever the clubs are, aren't they, in getting people in. 
they're obviously going to have to discount tickets, but how they do that, I don't know. So Thursday, 28th of July, three birthdays to speak about, yeah. all 23rd birthdays as well. So happy birthday to Paul McCallum, uh, Cole O, and to former O's, Moses of the Badjo. So Mo, we wish well you well, soon. absolutely. Yeah. And to that player we've never heard of and hasn't really done much in his career, yeah. uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. Whatever happened to that in, guy? In, eh? England leading line. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next day was Friday the 29th of July, uh, following on from Meet the Chairman evening. This is such a strange occurrence, I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> the club have announced that they will host an open training session at the club on su- Sunday the 7th of August between 10am and 1 o'clock. And that will be a first team training session on the pitch plus a meet and greet yes, of the players after. Play, yeah. so, so if you're around, get yourself down there. Take so your autograph books and your cameras, yeah. make sure your phones are charged. Yeah, so in the evening, uh, an orange ex item from Royston Town. So obviously collection there, Steve Castle, who manages Royston Town. So yeah. uh, the team was Sergeant Dunn, Trialist, Clark, Doherty, Roma, Oching, Trialist, Alzate, Odebayer, Joe McCullum, Subs, Granger, Hap, Alderson, Abraham's Dalby. Uh, we won't get into much detail about this because yeah, it's just team, but 11. Yeah. Finished three all. Uh, goals from Adebayejo. Alan Dunn scored a goal, plus two one up. Uh, and we equalised the injury time through Danny Hap. So uh, good work out there. McCallum played half hour and was bought off as a precaution. Apparently, he had a little bit of a limp on him. So yeah. we hope he's okay. So first match that Alan Dunn has played in all season as well. Absolutely as well. So uh, the next day was Saturday the thirtieth of July. Let's come back to that. <clears throat> We did concede a penalty in that game, um, and we don't know if he conceded it. We presume <laughs> not, but we did concede a penalty in that game. Nobody knows who it was, who unless they went ahead. But I, yeah, I'm maybe someone who was if there. it was Alan Dunn, we would know about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure someone would. Have. But Fine. if you were there, please can you let us know <laughs> just for just to be factually yeah. correct. Saturday the 30th of July, the last pre-season friendly uh, was at home to Gillingham. Chisak was in goal. Judd, Ericot, Parks, and Semedo were your back four which is interesting. Uh, Massey, Atangana, Moore and Cornick with Bowery and Simpson up front. Your subs were Sargent, Alzate, uh, Doherty, Cox, Coroma, Palmer and Nandole. Yep, so Robbie Weir, Liam Kelly, Callum Kennedy and Sean Glehesse were among several players ruled out through illness. Yeah, so a bit bug, of a bug, going bug the sweeping, but better this week than next week. Yeah. Um, so again, very brief highlight. Highlight, yeah. 21st minute, fantastic save by Chizak to tip Josh Wright's curling effort behind. Yep, 22nd minute, just a minute later, Semedo delivers a teasing cross from the left, but unfortunately Simpson and Bowery are unable to get on the end of it. And a lot of people making yes. a comment on that cross. So that's superb. Really cross, yeah. good cross, yeah. 25th minute, another great save from Chizak, who denied Quigley. 32 minutes gone, O's go up 1-0 as Massey, sh- uh, show, as Massey gets beyond Koncheski. That's Paul Koncheski, formerly of Premier League Leicester, yeah. West Ham. Um, who's just signed for, for them uh, pulls it back for Bowery to slide a shot into the far corner yeah. so fantastic bit of Massey done well apparently there beat a good experience looked dangerous defender. Massey very good season. very happy with that very pleased 43rd minute uh, Cornick was found in a box and up steps Jay Simpson no mistake 2-0 so yeah. half time 2-0 so a tweet we saw from Tottenham Orient that we liked said good first half from LOFC Chilling with passed the ball well midfield but Orient have been diligent defensively and accounted well and that's yeah. all you need George yeah. Sessions also said that Nigel Atangana was phenomenal. That was at half-time. Said he was superb. My favourite player, Nigel. Oh, My favourite lovely player. lad. Lovely. Uh, attendance was only 706 with 147 away. Not yep. a massive crowd, but nonetheless. Yep. Second half kicked off. Um, 61 minutes. Cox came on for Massey. Cornick goes on to the right and Cox comes on to the left. Good to see that. Good to see we've got yeah. options on either wing Absolutely. now. Absolutely. 66 minutes. Sergeant came on for Chizak. 
And 71 minutes, Palmer and Nandole come on for Simpson and Bowery. Yep, 74th minute, Atangala pulls off a fantastic turn in the middle, sends two players the wrong way. A bit like Robson Carlo in the... My man. Uh, a bit like Robson Carlo. Yeah, in the, uh, in the it's quite a turn. Yep. Uh, 75th minute, Cox produces a superb cross, uh, for, uh, but Palmer's header unfortunately hit the post. Great to see another example there of Cox putting the ball on someone's head. Yeah. Uh, and in 77th minute, unfortunately... Lee Martin and Gilligan picked up a serious injury. It turns out he dislocated and broke his ankle, uh, which is terrible. Ouch. It looks like he's going to be out for the complete season. season. Terrible. Wow. So, match abandoned at the referee's uh, request. So, we wish Lee Martin, and we also wish Gilligan all the best. Obviously, they've got Josh yeah, Wright. Josh Wright, come back. Uh, yeah. who's, and who's their club captain as well. Is he really? Yeah. And Stuart Nelson in goal. Absolutely. So, we wish Gilligan well. Uh, we wish Lee Martin well as well. So, yeah. after the game, Dulcet Dave said... Has explained that there is a sickness bug in the camp and said, let's hope no one else gets it. Said that Alan Dunn's worked hard in pre-season, but quote-unquote is not in my plans and that Scott Cashkit is not in my plans and that Reese Brown was not well enough to play. There um, you go. So interestingly though, last night Scott Cashkit tweeted saying it would be nice if everyone knew the truth. So, yeah, so I think there's probably more about that. I think there's probably more to come out of that. I guess we'll... See you in the upcoming never, weeks. We'll probably never hear about that. Yep, Hesse Tyler also spoke to George Sessions after the game and said Robbie, as in Robbie Ware, picked up a bit of a knee problem in the Dagenham game when he came on and also got the bug along with Callum, Sean and Liam. I'm glad it has happened this week and certainly not next week, but they've got it and let's hope nobody else picks it up over the next few days. We need a good week of work leading up to the Cheltenham game starting from Monday. So we need everybody fit and available for team selection on Saturday. There we go, brilliant. Yep. So a couple of tweets that came in for... For this, uh, at mid-table obscure said, look very good for 80 odd minutes. Wishley Martin a speedy recovery. Yeah, at England 2010 said, Samedo at left back had an excellent game, but Messi always looked a threat. I did see a few tweets from Gilligan fans actually saying, your left back looks tasty. That's Samedo. Really? Yeah. yeah. I hope he, I hope he does. It's going to be so, we'll come on to it later. Yes, it's yes. so difficult to fit him in. At D underscore Blundell, I'm really warming to Hess. He at least seems to have an O level in common sense. Like it. O level. Such a dad joke. <laughs> such a dad joke. Which brings us on to today. So Sunday the 31st of July. So happy 20th birthday to Charlie Granger. Hope you had a good day, mate. And uh, Yeah. Many exactly. more. So that brings us up to date. Uh, the season kicks off in just six days. Six days. Days. Six days and counting. So it's time for just a quick rundown of the squad. So, squad analysis. This is everybody with a squad number. Yep. Uh, goalkeepers are Alex Chisak, Charlie Granger, Sam Sargent. So I think good keeper, good cover. But like you said, probably expect Sargent and Granger to go out alone and yep. probably more experienced goalkeeper to come as backup, probably. Or at least yep. one of those two to go out alone, you would imagine. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Cool. So defenders, we've got Kennedy, Doherty at left back. Uh, Parks, Erico, Pollock, Dunn, uh, who'd say you probably use centre backs and right backs, Hunt, Clahessi, and Miles Judd, who's featured quite a lot in a in preseason friendly. So good strength in, in defence. Yeah, I mean Dunn, Dunn's I think predominantly a right back rather than a centre back. Yeah, there's just a lot of and also a lot of options. Not covered uh, Reese Brown there because he's on trial, not got a contract. Yes, correct. So um, Brown obviously still could come in there, but. Also, I'd like to understand. My understanding is that Ericot doesn't speak barely any English, so I'd be, be interesting to know how that works. Ericot has had a lot of praise in the last two games. It's supposed to be immense in the two home friendlies. Really, really supposed to be. Looks better than Parks. Apparently, people say he looks better than Parks, and Parks is the one who came with the big reputation after getting successive promotions with Bristol Rovers last season. So happy as it stands with 
Erico and Parks. But we'll come on to our, what okay. we think you should yeah. start. So midfielders are Cox, Semedo, Weir, Kelly, Atangana, Moore, Massey, Cornick, Moncur and Karoma. I mean, that's a lot of good choice there. That's a, a lot, lot of good choice. Yeah. That, I wouldn't like that headache. I'd say there's four centre midfielders within that who you go, would walk into pretty much any other League 2 team, yeah. I would say, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, those obviously being Weir, Atangana, Moore and Kelly. And, Kelly. and obviously... For me, best left winger, league, league two, best league, best winger, league two, Cox, yeah, left wing, Massey, and Massey right wing, who I think is probably the right best. and left feel, feel superb, like right their own story, that superb, they? superb, yeah, they're worth in. a mention though. Pre season, Semedo, like we've already said, has been absolutely superb in pre season, has probably given Hessenthaler a nice headache to have. So, moving on to the forwards, then, uh, Simpson, McCallum, Bowery, Palmer, Nandalay, Cashkit, it's not in the plans, and <laughs> Adam Age. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's five forwards there, and you can take your pick. They all played Seven. a lot of football. Uh, yeah, but it's five you'd expect yeah. challenging for those two yeah. places. Simpson pretty much writes himself in as last season's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess the question is who part of the Simpson that would Bowery. Bowery, Palmer. No, <coughs> well, come on to that. It probably will be, but that's not who I think. So, Mr. Levy, if you were Mr. Hesitala, yeah, and you are sitting there next Saturday at 1 pm and it's time to put your line up in yeah. for Cheltenham. So Who do you I, go with? And then we'll see if we agree. So okay. Tell me your choice for keeping it. I'll see if I... If Chisak in goal. Yep, so you're nervous on Chisak in goal. Yep. Klehesi at right back. Yep, I agree with that. Yep. Parks and Erica at your centre back. Yes. And Kennedy is your left back. Yep, so we've got same keeper, same back four. Yep, yep. happy with that. Uh, then I've gone for Massey um, right wing. On, on the wing. Yep. Uh, Weir. And because he's a favourite of mine and because I like him a lot, Atangana in the middle. Okay. As a defensive type player, um, with Semedo on instead of Cox until he's properly sort of ready to start. Um, he may Coxie will probably say actually, you know what, guys, I am ready. I'm match fit. That's that's cool. But for me at the moment, Semedo. Fine. So my midfield slightly different to yours. So I've got Messi on the right. I've got Weir, who's obviously going to play because he's captain. But next yes. to Weir, although I love Nigel and Garner, I've got Liam Kelly. Yeah. Um, and I've got Cox. Yeah, but I feel that Semedo is very unlucky not to get into my starting eleven for yeah. Saturday. But very you unlucky. Not, you can't not have. I've gone a bit left field because, oh, pardon the pun. No, it wasn't intended. Um, <laughs> very good. <laughs> left midfield. Um, Cox will always get you assists, and he will always help get you goals. Of course he will. Of course he will. I just can't help but think that Semedo is a very good outlet as well, and I love Coxie to pieces. Um, okay, so your front up two. front for me, um, Simpson and McCullum. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it was either Simpson and McCullum or Simpson and, and Bowery. It'd be one of those two. Because Nandole deserves it as well. Because I haven't seen as does Palmer. Because I haven't seen Bowery yet. I would think I have to go Simpson and McCullum as well, mm. but that could that could change. I think we should do this as a weekly feature in the show you're seeing for next Saturday. And we'll see if we get it right. Let's make it happen. And obviously, if you agree with us, let us know. If you don't agree with us, we'd love to uh, get some tweets from you to get your input. To see so difficult what you with, think. These, but with these players. For me, you know, Atengar, no disrespect Atengar, to anyone is very unlikely not to make my line-up. So is Bowery and so is Semedo. Um, but I guess the more we see these players playing alongside each other and the way they progress during the season, we'll kind of tell its own story. Yeah. So predictions for this for season. season. So yeah. Mr Levy, how are the Orient going to do in the forthcoming season? On paper, yep. we should win this league given the squad that we've got, the depth that we've got. Uh, Hess has assembled a very, very good group of players which has got good depth and if he can keep them all fit, 
Rotate them well enough, I think we'll do very, very well. That's a very good point. If you re- rotate them, keep them fresh, keep them motivated, keep them hungry and avoid injuries. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. The other fact is, is Bichetti gets a bit itchy if the team aren't playing well or we have a little run of bad results. Um, then it could end up like last season on a bit of a managerial merry-go-round. So I'd very much like to see win, lose or draw or automatic playoff or just miss out that we just keep everyone together and we get that consistency because that's what is going to help us get up. So I'm going to be slightly pessimistic. I'm going to say I think we'll end up in the playoffs. But okay. obviously I hope I'm wrong and that we go up automatically. I really like your point about rotating. I think last season we probably played Jay Simpson and a few others when they were injured. I remember Nadley apparently been playing when he was injured. I think this season, because yeah. of the depth of the squad, we shouldn't have to do that. But that's because it's a loan. And I also think JPT just play it as a squad tournament as well. Don't, don't need to respect that tournament again give that to our youth and let them come through so yeah. my prediction for the season I'm a bit more ambitious than you are I really think the signings have been superb um, it's how well they gel I think that's going to be key I, I think top three for us definitely I can't see us not finishing in the top three of the season champions I can't go out on a limb and say it but definitely maybe <laughs> definitely maybe uh, for me we've got the depth of the squad this season we've got the quality of the player so Compared to last season, the strong was much stronger for me than what it was last season. The yeah. buyers have been better. Uh, and we've got an experienced management team and they all look good and ready. My only fear is like you is that FB will pull the plug too early on in our first winless blip. So every team has a blip in the season. You know, Even if you go up, you'll have a blip three or four games where you draw uh, or you lose games where you don't win. So for me, it's important to see how FB comes out of that. So if we go three games in October without winning... Just as long as he stands back and doesn't get too involved or do anything too rash, I think we'll be okay. Um, and my only other concern is that the squad is so large and it's so good. What we think is our best 11 on paper might not be the best 11 that gels together. Correct. So even though Simpson and McCallum on paper leaps out as, yeah, they both score goals, they both play well, you could put Bowery next to Nandalay and that could absolutely get you 50 goals, a- you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. just figuring yeah. out the combos that are going to work well. Um, so your tweets, so loads of tweets. Um, Paul Crouchman, uh, so looking forward to the new season. Teams are looking good and we must be serious contenders this season for promotion, uh, which is a great tweet. So we also asked you for your thoughts for the upcoming season in just five words. So we had loads of great responses. We're still actually getting them now as we speak while we're podcasting. So we can't mention all of them because it's we've already gone over the hour, which we tried to tie in it. But we'll mention kind of the best of ones we've got. So... Firstly, from atstrop underscore O, saying weirdly positive, given last season. Yeah, at Darren underscore Burrows, proceeding with caution and optimism. Yeah, at Joe underscore Pavitz, and very optimistic, and very pessimistic. I like that one. Yeah, at R Demanda, this cannot end well, surely. <laughs> uh, at Reedy QB9, this is looking forward to League One. Aren't we all Reedy? Yeah, all. at Andy underscore PO16, optimistic, but this is Orient, and I hope your kid finished his... Um, Panini uh, Euro 2016 <laughs> sticker album mate superb at Orient Fan TV said promotion party at Blackpool Way don't remember that if we're promoted the Orient Outlet promotion party coming to Blackpool soon <laughs> we're going to take over the, the tower six. take it over the town baby <laughs> uh, Purple Dudders um, Championes Championes Ole 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 uh, good at, tweet that like at, that very good at Alpha 2 uh, 0 underscore underscore sorry Mega Said more points than anyone else, so alluding to championship again. Yep, David Sears 3 said expecting more of the same. At Wilman Day, said playoff winners on penalties. Can I just say, 
If you gave me playoff winners, level penalties, I'd take it. You're just a very <laughs> twisted man, Woman Day. Very twisted man. At it never ends well. Uh, at MX Quicks with Orion, anything can happen. Yeah, at G Force underscore Shift said feeling good for some reason, and at G Force Shift, good luck in the uh, prediction league that will start up again on Saturday. Finished second or third last year, mate. Yeah, it's this, very tight. This year's going to be your your year. You've got good good odds to win it. <laughs> At Ross McCaff, cautiously optimistic but never surprised. At Pandemonium, 1881, just says, who knows with the O's? Uh, at Jeff Letter, the wheels will come off. Good optimism there for yeah. me, Jeff. At Thanks Matt, for that. At Matt Bristow, said Orion, who the hell knows? Uh, Harlow Orion, optimistic, I should know better. Yeah, at Steve Weave, 71, says, quietly confident of a top 20 finish. Superb. <laughs> uh, at Les LK, 52, we need to get promotion. Yeah, there's a few that come on, so if not this year, can't see it happening. Uh, at Robert Lock 14 says optimistic confident automatic promotion cool F Bish 66 praying we will go up yeah at E4 Wizzo says Hess how long has he got uh, Robin Saunders 65 a top 3 finish yeah at Brit Lion Devices says this season or long wait yeah potentially at Sharky War I've forgotten about Nolan already do you know what that feels like a lifetime ago, ago. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it does, really yeah. does at Richie J Bourne says a season of no excuses I like that tweet very good one there Scotty Hamilton promising squad no chemistry and then we'll allow you this as it's seven words mid table again yep seven words uh, at Paul R Gregory says please let it be our time at S Gallagher 15 well he lasted five games like it <laughs> like it at Josh 34486 says the circus music begins again. I did like that one. I did yeah. make me laugh. At Simply Arid 72, just play to your potential. Absolutely. If they play to their potential, mate, they'll do it. Yep. At Dan Ellis 96 says, this is going to end badly. At Oh Dear Wallsheet, a promotion party in Blackpool. Someone else up for yeah. that. Cool. Absolutely. At Barry Twins, it's Champions League in no time. So I think that's referring to meet the chairman either. So we yeah. hope so, Barry. See you, see you at the new camp. Yeah. At Pete Kins, oh Christ, season ticket purchase. <laughs> at B Burke 305 says... Better luck this season, lads. At John Macker, nineteen seventy-seven, champions, exciting roller coaster ride, sixteen seventeen. Yeah. At David G. Booth is confident if injuries stay away. Good point. Good point. There. First one to kind of point that out. Yeah. At SS Orient, eighteen seventy-nine, love Orient, confident of promotion. Yeah. At Les underscore Bristow says determinedly going for automatic promotion. At Speno 011, we can do the business. At David Barrett 15 says, Don't believe Bichetti has changed. Interesting, the first one to call first out Bichetti in the five yeah. words. Yeah. At Virtus M Sport, confident, optimistic, happy with the squad. Yeah, at Osfair Basic says, Excited, optimistic, must be mad. At uh, D David U, dawning of a new era. <laughs> yeah, at Leighton Oris says, Excited, disappointed, amazed, underwhelmed, believing. Wow, sounds like a bit yeah. of a uh, bit of an emotional roller coaster going on in your head there, fella. At Bendy Bollard, scared to dream. Bichetti's bonkers. Like it, like it. At Len and Four says it's Orient, so very cautious. At um, P Carap P Carapeniv, very, 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 very optimistic. At Paddock Inspecto says looking forward to it starting. At Gingery ID, promotion is on its way. Like your optimism yeah, there, mate. Yeah, we hope so. Good to hear from you, Mark. Two comments on Instagram. So we are on Instagram. Uh, at Future Orient Keeper, says excited, ready, champions, Dino, where? So very yep. optimistic. And the last one, um, you get the last uh, uh, say on this, at David12 Lloyd, also on Instagram, said, let's just see what happens. Yeah, and that's all you <laughs> can do. So thank you for all your tweets. If you've tweeted us after half seven, sorry, and apologies, like we've been recording, we can see still coming through yeah. so 
Thanks for tweeting us. We retweet everything that we can and we mention what we can. Um, so keep them coming. So we also ran some poll results. Sorry, just one that is actually yep. worth men- mentioning. Yep. At John A. Steele, you've just made it in. Still League 2 in 2018. Oh, no. That's not nice. No, no. We don't like that one. So poll results. So uh, we ran some Twitter polls uh, earlier in the week to get your views on the upcoming season. So thanks for all the votes. Thanks to everyone who voted. We had about roughly 250 responses, give or take, per question. Uh, and the results were as follows so I'll do the first one yeah go for it so where will the O's finish in League 2 so the four options uh, and you voted uh, top three uh, won it with 46% playoffs 27% champions 16% and none of the above at 11% so 46% of people voted think we're going to finish in the top three so yeah. I'll interestingly, take interestingly 11% think we'll finish somewhere between 8 and 24 Bob, yeah Interesting. First choice strike partnership, Simpson McCullum came in top with 78%. Next was Simpson Bowery at 13%. Uh, 8% said uh, Simpson Palmer and 1% said other. Yeah, top goal scorer for next season. Uh, two, a two, uh, two-way two vote, I'd say, this one. Uh, well, It really. looked like when it first went, it, Paul McCullum was going to win it, but the tie turned. Jay Simpson's won on 54%. Paul McCullum second at 40%. Jordan Barry at 4% and other at 2%, so yeah. pretty close there. Who's going to get the most assists this season? Dean Cox won it at, very convincingly with 82%, Gavin Massey at 13%, Liam Kelly 3% and other 2%. Yeah, and it lastly, well, Andy Hessenthaler last the season, so quite a close one. List. 57% of you said yes, he will, and 43% of you said no, he won't. There you go. So... That's uh, the Twitter polls that we've run. So positives and negatives of pre-season. Positives, I think we've had some great signings. The squad looks so much better than last year. I'll tell you what, when we found out James and were leaving, we were all gutted, right? We yeah. loads of tweets yeah. saying this is terrible. But And McAnafs and, and all the rest of it that weren't being But the players back. who have come in couldn't have dreamed. For, for League 2, couldn't have dreamed of better players to come yeah. Probably on lesser wages. Than, than, than lesser wages, hungrier, as well. younger. They... Pedigree, all looks good. Couldn't be happier with who we've... I agree. I, like I said, at the end of last season, I wasn't really keen to renew my season ticket, but having seen some of these signings, it's it's kind of reinvigorated Absolutely. me. So, yeah, I'm glad I did. Younger players really showed they've something to offer. Another yeah. positive of uh, pre-season. I mean, you've just spoken about putting some meadow in over Cox first game of the season. But if you, if you <coughs> so, someone would say that to you three or four weeks ago, you would say, no, no way, way. never yeah. say that. You know, Karoma's done very well. I can't believe I said that. played a few games at right back. Sorry, Dean. But, you know, it just shows you how far the youth have come. And yeah, like we've, done, we've done so well. Eddie Edwards has done so well bringing those players yeah, through. So hopefully have. we get the next mo through. Yeah, absolutely. The right managerial appointments with Andy Edwards as assistant manager, new fitness coach who's experienced. Danny Webb's been promoted from within as well. Martin Brennan, who's got a good experience uh, CV to his name. Shame that um, Lee, Lee Harrison was let go. No oh, one still knows yeah. the reason why, but... You know, good luck to him, but welcome Martin Brennan as well. So, all good appointments. Very good appointments. So, negative season, not many really. And, you know, uh, firstly, Alan, Alan Dunn, still frozen now. Can we not just pay him off? Surely it's better just pay him off to get him off the books. Yeah. I know it'll be a hefty fee because he's still got a year left, but surely you just want him out. Yeah. Um, can't be doing anyone any good, um, you know, let alone him. Yeah. So, second negative. Uh, the Scott Cash kit mystery I guess there'll be more on that as it, as it develops it only came to light yesterday evening yeah um, and in third I guess it's a positive negative yeah like, it's a bit of a weird one isn't and it? as I think Edward said after the Dagenham game it's going to be tough to keep all these players happy so sort of mid 
you know, how do you keep players like Moore and Atangana, who we presume won't be starting on Saturday, how do you keep them happy? How do you keep players like Oli Palmer, Nandalay happy? You know, yeah. it's going to be different. But like, you, um, made, you made a yeah. great point about rotating the squad, rotating the team, but a great mm. negative to have. Yes, a, a great negative. headache. A great headache for, for a manager to have. Well, the negative... The alternative negative this time last season was like the squad's too small, yeah. and now we're saying, "Oh, the squad's too big, it's negative." Which is yeah, but bad. that's this is so big because of the loan. I don't know what the rules are. I need to look into it. But the rule that for the loan system has changed. Yeah, so it's fine. He's obviously had to bulk in. He's got you know loanees that have come in as well. So moving on, we're quite yeah. aware that this is quite an, uh, a lengthy podcast this this uh, this week. But hero of preseason. Well, actually, we we've given it to two people. Um, yeah. We decided just before we recorded. Yeah, we think both are deserving. Uh, a lot of work's gone into preseason, and we see like, yeah. we've had a really good one in terms of players bought in. Uh, Organisation, fixture for pre-season, organised, organised, so going away for pre-season camp. Yeah, so um, we're going to give it to uh, the president, the chairman. I beg your pardon, Francesco Bacchetti, <laughs> but also to Andy Hess and Tyler. So well done yeah. uh, to both of them. Hess because he he got his players in early doors, uh, and obviously Bacchetti for for backing him essentially. Yeah. So well done to, to those guys. So just before we wrap up this episode, uh, an Orient mm-hmm. Exile will travel to London SE9 on Tuesday evening. Uh, to face a Greenwich Borough side managed by obviously friends of the show and obviously Orient legends Gary Alexander and John Mackey. Uh, it's only 20 minutes from London Bridge at McKenna Street. Mr Levy, you're going to try and be there? I am, yeah, potentially. I've got something that I might have on that evening. So right? we're not sure if we're there. Um, we'll if I'm there, there, I'll periscope it. Yeah, if, yeah, absolutely. If I'm there, no problem. Try and maybe get a quick chat with John Mackey or Gary Alexander after if possible. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see with that. Yeah, so so next week's fixtures though, after that, the season starts in earnest. Saturday's trip to Gary Johnson's newly promoted Cheltenham Town, who won the Vanarama National League last season. They played their final pre-season friendly today, Sunday, away at Bristol Rovers. They lost 3-0. Uh, Saturday's obviously going to be a difficult game, but, you know, potential on paper, we should win. And we should expect to win that. And particularly if we're to, to challenge for promotion this season, we ought to kick off as we mean to go on, really. Yeah, um, I mean, it looks like a difficult game, but I think, like you said, that's a game on paper where you'd expect to win um, if we're going to do anything this season. So that brings all of our pre-season games up to an end as we, uh, we're we done. So we yeah. rapidly approach 16-17 season. Um, so thanks for joining us for episode 73. So we're back next week, episode 74. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're back to our usual timings. It'll either be a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening, but either way, we will be back with a weekly rundown of everything that goes on at the club. You will not get a more comprehensive piece of coverage than this podcast. And um, as always, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, please keep in touch with us. Um, you can keep in touch with us at Orient Outlook or Orient Outlook at Outlook.com if you're not on social media. So, as we said earlier, we are going to end this, this this podcast with the Greater Game uh, Som Song, which is available to download on Google Digital, Am- uh, sorry, Amazon, Amazon Digital, Digital for 69p or iTunes for 79p. So, don't get downloaded now. Yep. Great bargain. And if you go to Cheltenham, have a safe journey. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. Up the O's. Yeah, as always, keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.